fishtails and dating, and some calculating. It's Rhyme and Reason 529. Hey there, Tony here, and I got a special treat for you today on this episode of Rhyme and Reason because I'm turning it over to Salty Sam, sailor of the seven seas and storyteller extraordinaire. Take it away, Sam. Uh, thank you very much. I'm going to tell you about the old four legs of fish. I know I know that sounds weird, calling a fish four legs. It sounds weird from the get-go, right? But I think you're going to get a kick out of it, because it's one of the rarest of all the fish tales. But it's true, it's true, it's true. Mm-hmm. Now, just about all other fish tales pale in comparison to old four legs. All right, so let me get started with this story. Once upon a time, you know, I said it's a tale, right? And that's how you start out a tale. All right. Once upon a time, there was a big, big fish that lived in the ocean. Now, for now, let's call that fish Sheila. And Sheila was a coelacanth. It's a weird spelling. It doesn't look like it says coelacanth. And you may wonder what that is, but it doesn't matter. That's beside the point. Sheila was a coelacanth, and that sounds cool, right? Sheila the coelacanth. Anyway, all right, back to the story. Sheila had lungs, a large brain, and best of all, she had four bottom fins that did an amazing thing. Those fins evolved into legs, and because Sheila and her family had been planning for millions of years, they'd been working this out, to one day crawl out of the ocean and go see what was up there on that dry land. You know, curiosity, guess. Wait a minute, that's a cat. Never mind. Catfish? No. Okay. All right, back to the story. So sure enough, Sheila crawled out of the ocean and up on to the beach and poof, poof, I say, she became the first four-legged land mammal or animal or mammal. Well, anyway, Sheila was only the first because lots of other fish have been curious, you know, what that'd be like on the dry land, too. And they see all Sheila, and they're like, what? You just, just walk out of here? Yeah, let's do it. Well, really, they were too scared to go find out. But then they saw her do it, and they said, hmm, we can, too. So lots more of them did that, too. Yeah, they crawled right out of that water, and... And the story doesn't stop there. This is where it gets even more interesting, okay? Those fish started turning into amphibians. That's a long word. It means amphibian. And uh, they turned into birds and dinosaurs and reptiles and mammals. Mm-hmm. They, did, they turned into all these things. These fish coming out as cool, as really, really cool. All right. And a lot of those creatures... I know this is going to be hard to believe, but it's true. I couldn't tell you if it wasn't true, okay? A lot of those fish eventually turned into people. Mm-hmm. Now, that's all because Sheila the coelacanth had a dream. Is that a cool story or what? And like I said, it's all true. I mean, I couldn't share it. Couldn't share it here or anywhere on the Internet if it wasn't true, right? Because it's true. Well, what about old four legs, you ask? I get you. I get you. understand. Yeah, eventually Sheila and her whole family 
sadly, became extinct. Now, in fact, many scientists thought that they had been extinct for, as uh, a seven with a whole bunch of zeros, I guess that's 70 million years they were extinct. But one day, back in 1938, right, that's a, just a little bit before my time, but right in 1938, a coelacanth was caught by a fisherman in the Indian Ocean, one of the seven seas that I have traveled, by the way. Now, lots more of them were caught of these coelacanths. Coelacanths? Coelacanth. I don't know. Anyway, I, I'm getting off track. Anyway, a whole bunch more of them were caught and even sold, and that started some thinking people, anyway, to thinking. It started those thinking people to thinking. Hmm, how could those coelacanths die out without any fossils for 70 million years? How could it happen? How could it happen? Now, you're probably way ahead of me now, right? Yeah, believe it or not, there's a lot of fiction in this fish tale. I, I, I told you right at the beginning, it's a tale, right? Back in 1956, still, you know, 100 years before my time. Anyway, a well-known fish expert from South Africa, his name was J.L.B. Smith. We all just called him J.L.B. for short. You know, come to think of it, that ain't so short. Anyway, he studied coelacanths, and he's the one who came up with that nickname, Old Four Legs. And he wrote his book with that as the title, Old Four Legs. Now, he got these coelacanths and dissected them to study their design. Uh, oops, I mean their evolutionary processes. And would you believe it? They didn't have lungs and a large brain. And when some German scientists studied some living coelacanths underwater in 1987, I mentioned they were living coelacanths. Yeah, they watched them underwater. The fish, oddly enough, didn't crawl around on those legs or fins, whatever you want to call them. So all that takes us to the part of the story about dating. No, no, not Friday night dinner in a movie. Not that. I'm talking about radiometric dating. And radiometric is uh, a scientific term that means uh, radiometric. Uh, and it was dating that they use as a, a, a way to date. It's, uh, I'm getting confused. Hang on. Okay. All right. It's misleading at best, radiometric dating. It, it seems like it would be, and it is. And it's completely false at worst, uh, come, come to find out. And radiometric dating starts out with assumptions. And I'm sure I don't have to tell you where, uh, you know, assumptions can lead. You know, you assume, you make a... Never mind. All right. What do you expect from people who assume there is no God? You know, I've traveled the seven seas. I've seen the wonders of the world, and I can't all have been by accident, all right? When you believe our world has existed for millions and even billions of years, it's no wonder you might make other flawed assumptions, like how radioactive decay has been constant 
for all those years. Now, see, you 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 probably had some misconception that uh, you know I'm an old salt of the sea and I don't know big words, but I do. And there's a simple little kindergarten word for people who you know talk about the radioactive decay being constant. Let's see where did I put that word. Uh, okay, here it is. It's a real little bitty word. I think, you know, even three-year-olds understand. Uniformitarianism, right? And that's that's uh, probably Latin for something, you know, where you're wearing a uniform and you believe everybody else should do the same way at the same time. Okay. All right. Now, that's flawed thinking because a lot of so-called radioactivity is really connected to a worldwide flood that happened only about 5,000 years ago. But who wants to quibble and argue and debate? Far be it from me, because I'd rather tell the tale of Sheila the coelacanth, old four legs. Yeah. Time is all you need to create. Evolution, there's no debate. And when fish turn into people, you'll never need a steeple. It'll turn out fine. You just wait. And that does it for the... Can I say this, Tony? Yeah, yeah, go right ahead. That does it for this episode of the Rhyme and Reason podcast. And tune in next time when you'll hear Tony say, Life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a rhyme.